It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call it Money Pit is presented by Owens Corning, the Angie App, LL Flooring, Bank of America, Arrow Fasteners, and Quick Creek. Now here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. What are you guys doing on this early autumn weekend? Fall is almost here. Starts in just, I think, a few days. And that is the time when we kick off lots of home improvement projects around the house because it's not too hot outside. It's not too cold. You can work inside. You can work out. You can do roofing and painting. You can start working on kitchens and bathrooms, especially if you expect to have a couple of extra folks that maybe you had the last holiday season over towards the end of the year. Now is when we take on all of those projects. And if you need help, well, that's what we do. So pick up the phone and call us with your how-to questions. Ask us whether you can do it yourself, whether you need a pro, how do you get started. The number here is one eight 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 money pit and you can also post your questions to moneypit.com. Coming up on today's show, now that it's getting colder, it will soon be time to wrap up our gardening for the year. And boy, we have had a great garden. You've had a big haul this season. We went over the top on plants. Although I have to say, when I first set up the garden, I thought, eh, they're kind of dinky, you know, I don't know what we're going to get. Man, was I wrong. We got 71 or two cucumbers so far. Then they started to kind of die back. And now we're inundated with tomatoes and we're still growing. But soon enough, it's going to be time for that garden to go away. However, if we had a greenhouse, that wouldn't happen. Greenhouses are becoming more and more popular. I'm thinking about finding a place to put one so that we can extend some of the gardening into the fall and, more importantly, start earlier in the spring. We're going to talk about that today. We've got some recommendations for greenhouses that you can add. They come in kits today. They're not that expensive. And you can practically have veggies all year round. So we'll see what we can do to hook you up. And also ahead, when you wake up each day and you catch that first glimpse of yourself in that bathroom mirror, do you want to run back to bed and hide under the covers? <laughs> well, that reflection staring back at you may very well not be you that's bothering you. It could be your bathroom lighting. We're going to share tips to help you improve your natural glow. You mean the green glow isn't natural that I see? No, 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 no. <laughs> and you know what? It's funny. The lights in my bathroom like just went out recently and all I had was... I know it, LED ones, but I got like some cool temperature ones and I hate it. Yeah, <laughs> it's right. Awful. No, it's like, it's like too much information. I don't need to see that closely. <laughs> it's so bright. It's like blue. I'm like, ah. Well, and also ahead, uh, now that winter is approaching, it's also a good time to make sure your outdoor concrete surfaces are protected. If you've got a concrete porch or a patio or a driveway or a sidewalk, it's a good time to seal those surfaces. So we'll walk you through that project. And no matter when you listen to the Money Pit, you can always get in on our fun giveaways. And this one is sure to make you want to stick around. We're giving away the Arrow GT300 glue gun, and it's an awesome glue gun. It's worth 49 bucks. 
Going out to one listener drawn at random, make that you pick up the phone and call us with your questions at 888-MONEYPIT. That's 888-666. Or post your questions to moneypit.com. Let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? Russ in Iowa, you've got the Money Pit. What can we do for you today? I have some casement windows, the old crank-style okay. ones. Yep. And I want we need to replace windows, but can can those be replaced with double-hung windows easily, or is it going to be major work? Well, if it's a casement window, I mean, you don't have an existing sort of window jam that would stay behind. If it was an old double-hung and you took out the sashes, you could slip a replacement window in between that, use the old sort of frame but just replace the sausage because it's a casement window. You physically have to take the entire window out. So it's more like doing a new construction window installation where you have to, you know, kind of mess with the siding to get the whole window out and then put a new window in. In terms of the shape of it too, you know, if it's sort of shaped for a double hung, you know, double hungs are more tall than they are wide. Casements can be you know, kind of squatty in terms of their style. So you want to make sure it's going to look good. But listen, if you're going to take the casement out and it's not going to fit a double hung well, why not put in a new casement, but just put in a good quality casement like an Anderson, for example. And that can fit, you know, alongside double hungs quite well. In fact, I've got both casements and double hungs in my home and they look uh, quite natural together. Okay. Well, I've just had, we've every house we've had has had casements and they've all rotted and had problems. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I was looking something different, but okay, that answers my question. What kind of siding do you have? Vinyl. Yeah. So you're going to have to peel back the vinyl to do this. There's no way around that because you have to basically set the new double hung against the sheathing and then, and then put the J channel in and fill the vinyl in around it. Now, if these uh, new vinyl double hung windows are bigger than the casement, you're not going to have any issues with, uh, you know, needing to try to replace sidings. Just make sure it's a little bit bigger. And then be careful about the siding that you remove. And siding does come down pretty easily. And what I would tell you to do is, is number each piece, you know, with a piece of tape and a number on it so you make sure you get it back in the right order. And you can basically cut it to fit. So, you know, it's more work, okay. but it can look fantastic when you're done. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. Good luck, Russ. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. 
AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. MONEYPIT. Valerie in Arkansas is on the line with a flooring question. What can we do for you today? I have some ceramic tiles on the floor that have cracked, and it's just a hairline crack. But I was wondering if there was a way to repair those or if they have to be completely replaced. You cannot repair a cracked ceramic tile. Once cracked, it will always be cracked. The question is, can you pop the cracked tile out and replace it? Are, are additional tiles of the same make available? That could require some research. But if you can't find the exact same tiles, you may have some other options. You could try to replace it with a complementary tile, one that may actually be a decor piece, you know, and kind of stand out on purpose. Or you could look for an area where you have tile that maybe went into a closet or something like that and try to remove that and use that to replace the cracked tile. That's kind of an extreme uh, example of it. Um, but at the least, the least you need to do is to, is to figure out why it cracked though. And usually that has to do with the floor system and that perhaps it wasn't properly installed, uh, to begin with. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Um, I was afraid you were going to answer it that way, though. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie, what are some places that Valerie might look for if she was thinking about um, finding matching tile for an older floor? It's challenging to find a tile once, especially it's been discontinued. And also, if you are new to the house and it's an old tile and you just don't know where it is. So say you've got a box. If you're lucky enough to have a box that has something with a manufacturer on it, you can at least reach out to the manufacturer and see. Or maybe you've got, you know, one or two new tiles kicking around. There are a few manufacturers across the United States that you can actually send that tile to and they'll actually make it for you if they have that glaze in their stock. A couple of them that do that are North Prairie Tile Works there in Minneapolis. But that's going to be a bit on the pricier side. It's going to run around $30 per square foot. So it really depends on how important it is to actually have this tile and to match it. You know, it's tricky. If you can try a couple of architectural salvage yards, maybe you can find something that works. Um, 
But I do like the idea of popping out a couple of things here and there to sort of make a purposeful pattern and add a detail in that wasn't there before. I think it's a cost-effective way to sort of, you know, keep the integrity of the tile you love, but make it new without spending a ton of bucks. Okay. All right. I'll try that then. And hey, if you are a pro contractor, if you're a remodeler, if you're a custom builder, we have partnered with LL Flooring to launch a brand new podcast that's designed to provide tips and ideas and resources to help you improve the success of your business. It's called the Pro Files Podcast, and it's all about pros, teaching pros, sharing strategies, and sharing solutions that are going to save time, increase profit, and improve your customer satisfaction. We're going to be profiling contractors on the show who are veterans and those who are willing to share tips and tricks and ideas that are specific and actionable to help make you more successful in your business. You can listen and follow the Profiles podcast at llflooring.com slash pro. That's llflooring.com slash pro or wherever you get your pods. Well, no matter where you listen to the Money Pit, you can always get in on our fun giveaways, and this one is sure to make you want to stick around. We've got up for grabs the Arrow GT300 glue gun. I mean, this glue gun is amazing. It's perfectly designed, so it's really comfortable to use, and your hand's not going to cramp up if you're working with it for a long time. It helps you get into those really hard-to-reach corners. It's perfect for school projects, crafting. I mean, we're all going to be, you know, diving headfirst into those school projects right now, probably through the next (laughs) six months. But specifically, I feel like the fall is very craft heavy. But you can use the glue gun for upholstery, crafting, I mean, tons of stuff. This really is the best glue gun, right, Tom? Absolutely. It's worth $49 going out to one caller drawn at random. So if you'd like to win the Arrow GT300, call us with your home improvement question or post it to moneypit.com. Our number again is 1-888-MONEYPIT. Now we've got Ricky on the line dealing with some pests who just want to destroy his garden. What's going on, Ricky? Something is attacking two particular things in front of my house. I have a lilac bush and I have a crab apple tree that are kind of under attack. They're really like decaying. I, I spray them with like a, an antifungal, anti-parasitic bug mix and uh, they seem to do better, but when I stop spraying them, they just get worse and worse and worse, and I spray them like every week. Well, Ricky, in our part of the country, we have the same problem with deer. We don't so much have the smaller mammals that you're talking about, but we get deer, we get rabbit. The solution, though, is the same. You need to use a repellent, and the fungicide is not a repellent. I mean, maybe it's working for you uh, out there because, uh, you know, it's the only thing you got, and, and for some reason they don't like the taste, but there actually are repellent products. Now, they're available as a ready-to-mix product, which means you spray it out of the bottle. They're available as a concentrate, which you have to mix up and put in a pump-up sprayer. Or you can get them as a pellet, which is a, sort of like a granule. And that's the one that I find that we like the best because it's so easy to do. We simply sprinkle it around some of the low landscape around our house that the deer and the rabbits love to munch on, and they stay away from it. It is true, though, you're going to have to do this about every two weeks or so uh, to keep them away because as soon as you stop uh, and they figure out that the food's good again, they're going to come back. And the alternative, you can start looking for landscaping that is naturally deer-resistant or naturally animal-resistant, like uh, arborvitaes, for example. We use green giant arborvitaes up here because the animals don't like them. They like everything else, but they don't like that. And boy, do they grow beautifully and quickly, those trees. Absolutely. Well, now that it's getting colder outside, it's soon going to be time to wrap up our gardens for the season. 
But if you have a backyard greenhouse, you can actually extend that growing season significantly. Tom, you better take notes because I know you want to keep growing tomatoes all year long. I don't want to stop. <laughs> Last week, we spent like an hour outside my son and I separating vines because they were overlapping and like sort of cutting each other off. We had to like untangle them and then I had to extend the trellis up to six feet so that we could hang them up high and have them continue to grow as long as possible. I even took some wire hangers because I have a gutter like right over where the gutter is and I hooked up the wire hanger to the top of the gutter. I just like dropped it in there to, and then I tied off to the bottom of the wire hanger. So uh, it looks, it looks a little, uh, a little schlocky, maybe a little less professional than my <laughs> usually quality, quality work, but you know, it's the back of the house and I'm just all about the tomatoes right now. I want to keep them going as long as possible. It really is providing a perfect function. So good use for the hanger. You know, but guys, you can actually build a greenhouse and it's not that big of a deal. I mean, if you've got limited space, you can build a mini greenhouse, which is probably going to be your best bet. They're small, they're portable. They're not going to fit Tom's gigantic tomato garden, <laughs> but you can fit a lot of things in there because these will go in a nice, small, tight, narrow area. Another option is low tunnel greenhouses. And because of their size, you can actually use them when they're necessary and then you can kind of take them away when you don't need them anymore. Now, prefab is another easy way to step it up from there. We love these greenhouse kits that are out now. They have a door, they have shelves. They take only 30 or 40 square foot of space. And we've highlighted three favorites in our post about backyard greenhouses on moneypit.com. So you can check that out. Now, if you're lucky enough to have a larger piece of land and you want to add a traditional greenhouse, that's always fun. This kind of structure, though, is like building a small building. It's got walls and a roof, typically made from see-through material. And you know, the old ones use glass, but today you can use plastic or acrylic. And then the glass traps the heat in the structure while protecting the inside from the elements like the cold, the snow, and the wind. Yeah, now your greenhouse, it's normally fitted with tables or shelves so that you can actually grow the plants in there. And some greenhouse tables are actually manually heated, which is great if you live in a cooler climate. So for all the details, check out our post, Backyard Greenhouses, online at moneypit.com. Just search Backyard Greenhouse. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. All right, now we've got Lynn in Delaware on the line who's got a leak in the basement that's as if somebody's turned a faucet on. What's going on? Well, uh, last Thursday we had a torrential rain in Delaware, and okay. um, I was so afraid of trees falling in the rain, I ran down to my basement immediately. And about maybe uh, two minutes being down there, I hear some sound like somebody turned on a faucet. <laughs> okay. So I looked. Behind the um, where the faucet is, it comes from the inside. The water pipe comes from the outside onto the inside. Um, water was just gushing. It was just gushing in, just like a faucet. So it was coming around the pipe where the pipe comes through the wall? Yes. yes. Okay. Yep. 
All right. So that makes sense. Uh, you know, what happens is when you get a torrential rain like that, it's going to find the path of the easiest path and the path of least resistance. And the holes that are drilled through foundation walls for things like plumbing, like the hose bib in your case, are going to provide an easy entry. So what I would tell you is, is a couple of things. Now, it probably only happens when you get maybe a severe downpour like this, and maybe even one that's, that's fueled by rain. But I would, number one, is I would take silicone and you can buy a tube of silicone and a little can squeeze tube or you can buy one and just put into a caulking gun and I would seal the gap around where the pipe comes through the foundation wall. All right, so next I want you to do the same thing on the inside. This is going to stop uh, what happened to you most recently. But the other thing I want you to do is to take a look, if you can, at the drainage conditions outside that wall because you might find that maybe you have an overflowing gutter there or that you have soil that is sort of settling down and maybe it's moving too much water towards that area of the wall. I don't know how high up this, this hose bib is. But generally, the roof and surface drainage conditions are what starts this all. And it's an easy fix. You just got to figure out what it is. Um, downspouts are also really important to check. They Most of the time when the gutter companies put them in, they drop them pretty close to the foundation, but we always like to see them extended out four or five feet. So you're moving all that water out away from that wall, and if you can kind of move it out and keep it away, you're going to find that the whole space is a lot drier, and in your particular case with this little gusher that happened, sealing the area around the pipe should stop that from happening the next time. Oh, okay. Now, another thing that I'm wondering now that you said about the ground settling and everything, this particular stepway, I've had um, gophers, not gophers, what are those things, groundhogs? Groundhogs, yeah. Dig under there, and I'm wondering uh-huh. if they could have messed moved the dirt and made a path or something to this particular... Yeah, they may have. They may have. Generally, the first four to six feet, you want to do what you can to keep the soil sloping away from the walls in those first few feet. So if it does settle in, you just add clean fill dirt, not topsoil, but just fill dirt, very inexpensive, and you pack it in there and you slope it away. Then you could put some mulch or you can put some topsoil and grass over that, but you want to have that soil sloping away, and then it's going to settle every once in a while, and especially if you get any overflowing gutters, it'll just erode and wash away. So that yeah. maintaining that, that sort of slope and that space to keep the walls as dry as possible is important, and it really does uh, help solve a lot of problems with water in the basement and even dampness in the basement. Okay. I appreciate that. That's what I will do then. Thank you so much for taking my call. You're very welcome. Hey, guys, do you need some help with a reno, repair, or a decor project? Maybe you want to freshen up your home for fall, but you need a little cash and some advice to get it done? Well, we've got both. Now through October 15th, we're partnering with BobVila.com to launch the $2,500 Freshen Up for Fall giveaway. Enter now at BobVila.com for a chance to win one of five $500 Amazon gift cards for your next fall fix-up project. So, Leslie, when I woke up this morning, head down to my kitchen, I noticed on the floor there was a protein bar. Now, we keep a you know, stack of protein bars around for snacks now and again. Wait, do you have any of the kids' dogs with you? No, no okay. dogs in the house. It's just, it's just Sue and I. As I got closer to the protein bar, I noticed not only is it a protein bar, it's been chewed. <gasps> it's been chewed open. And sure enough, I noticed next to it, there was some, also some insulation that had been pulled up from the crawl space. And you know what that means? Oh, mice. mice. And I was astounded because you know where we kept these protein bars? Ten feet away, two feet off the floor, inside a wicker basket. What? Yes. The protein bar probably weighs twice as much as whatever mouse grabbed well, it. unless it had some buddies. Teamwork. Yeah. I think they work together. And they somehow got this protein bar down and into the kitchen, uh, and that's where it ended. But the weird thing is, we didn't just have one protein bar in that basket. We had a few, and there was only one left. 
And then as we started to clean the whole thing up, we found that they tried to chew on the bag that we had bird seed in. I was like, oh, man, we must have got hit with a swarm of mice all at once. So that's not the way you want to wake up in the morning. No, and I'm going to have to, uh, I got it all cleaned out and now I'm working on sealing up some more gaps and then putting out some bait, putting out some traps. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Heading over to Tennessee where Lori's on the line with a question about a concrete floor. How can we help you, Lori? The flooring that we have now and it has some cracks. I want to know what I need to do to seal those cracks. Well, cracks in concrete are really pretty typical, so I wouldn't get too upset that you have a crack or two in that surface. If you want to repair those cracks, uh, if it's something like a garage floor, for example, you can patch those. There are different products that are used specifically for, for repairing concrete. They're available in a tube. They're available in a caulk gun. They're available also as in sort of like a stucco-like consistency that you can recoat the surface with. So if, if you have a surface that's really badly cracked or it's deteriorated, you can use a product like Recap, which is made by Quickrete, and you apply that to the old surface. It adheres perfectly. And when you're done, it looks like a brand new concrete slab has been poured. Well, when you wake up each morning, the first thing you do, you get up, you head to the bathroom, you flick on the light, and crazily, that brightly illuminated reflection of your sleepy self staring back at you is probably not the best way to wake up. I know I'm like ghoulishly blue, like, ah, in my bathroom every morning. Yeah, well, listen, the good news is that scary image is probably not you at all. It's probably bad bathroom lighting, which is super, super common. So to help, we've got some tips on how you can straighten that out and get super brilliant bathroom lighting instead. Now, one thing you want to look out for is fluorescent lighting, including those CFLs. You don't want to wake up to that because they give you a greenish glow. And if you've got overhead lights, they simply cannot distribute the light evenly enough to provide the right amount of illumination for most bathroom tasks. So what you need to do is include three types of lighting in the bathroom, task lighting or general lighting, accent lighting, and then decorative lighting. And in addition to all that, you want to do what you can to increase your natural light. So how do you get more natural light in the bathroom? Well, consider adding a skylight, consider adding a sun tunnel, which is sort of an easy-to-do skylight, flood that bathroom with light using glass block windows. You can't see out, but they let lots of light in and still provide that level of privacy. So do what you can to provide as much natural light as possible. Now, another area you've got to think about is the lighting for your tasks and general usage in the bathroom. So for grooming purposes, your bathroom task lighting should illuminate the sink area with a 60-watt light bulb, which is about 750 lumens. And if you have a wide vanity, you might consider a four-lamp fixture or maybe even a bar light on the wall installed above the mirror This way, it's going to shine directly down. Now, you also want to consider accent lighting. If you've got a pedestal bathroom sink, you can use vanity wall scones as accent lighting on each side of that bathroom mirror to illuminate the space. Now, these typically use 40-watt bulbs, which is about 430 lumens. And don't buy the cool daytime temperature ones like I did by accident. It's way too bright when I wake up at 4 in the morning to leave for work. And lastly, let's talk about decorative lighting. Now, these are going to showcase the architectural features of that bathroom. For example, if your bath has really tall ceilings and some crown molding, you might consider a small, really cute antique chandelier. It kind of dresses up the room. If you've got a standalone whirlpool, you can use decorative pendant lights to provide subtle bathroom lighting. I mean, really think about how you use that room. This is your chance to have a dimmer and really create the ambiance for the space because sometimes you want to relax in the tub and other times you need the bright light for makeup. 
Yeah, so this way you'll always look your best and avoid that frightening start to the day. Choose your lighting carefully. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. We would love to help you choose your home improvement projects carefully and help you get them done. Reach out to us with those questions at 888-MONEY-PIT or post them to moneypit.com. Heading over to David who wants to talk about some insulation. Tell us about your project. I'd like to use my garage uh, just for uh, leaving my cars and a few projects. Above the garage is non-living space, just an attic. Should I insulate my above the ceiling while I air condition the garage for the first time? So, David, I'm thinking this through, uh, or of the opinion you probably should insulate it, and here's why. Now, typically, insulation, what it's going to do is if you have heat, for example, which you don't have in this case, it would rise and it would keep that heat in. However, in this case, you're going to have a very hot attic. And it would be great if the layer of insulation was there at the ceiling because it'll stop some of that really hot attic from radiating down through the ceiling in your garage in Florida and warming the garage. So I don't think you can go wrong by insulating that ceiling. You don't have to go crazy with it. But if you put six inches up there, I think it would make a difference. Uh, in terms of the split ductless, excellent choice. And if you do have an opportunity to insulate the walls, I would do that as well for the very same reason. I think the AC is going to work a lot less if the place is a little bit better insulated. We are giving away one of my favorite products this hour because I use it a lot. I am talking about the Arrow GT300 glue gun, and it was actually named the best glue gun by Popular Mechanics. So a lot of people agree with me that this glue gun kicks major booty, and we've got one to give away to one lucky DIYer. Now, the Arrow GT300 glue gun, it's a high-temp glue gun. It's heavy-duty. It's super durable. It works great for DIY, crafting, pro projects, upholstery, you name it. It's going to heat up fast, has a drip-resistant nozzle, and a glue control adjustment knob. So it really makes it easy to use the glue that you need without wasting the glue. It is a fantastic glue gun, so be sure to call in this hour. It's worth $49 going out to one caller drawn at random. Make that you the number again, one eight 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 money pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Plus you can post your questions to moneypit.com. Ellie in Wisconsin's on the line and just got a new place. Congratulations. And you're looking to put up some wall shelves, do some decorating and show some things off. How can we help? I have a new home that is actually brand new to flip everything inside. I would like to put up wall shelving. I desperately need wall shelving in the bathrooms, I think, because I don't know where all products would go. And I have no idea where to first to begin. Well, bathrooms are a great place to start your how-to project, Ellie. Uh, You know, I I give you a lot of credit for going out there and buying a few tools to get yourself started with. In terms of these shelves, you know, if it's a small shelf, like for knickknacks and things of this nature, you don't really have to attach it to the studs, which makes the project a lot easier. There's a whole bunch of different types of wall anchors that are out there that basically will hold just fine in that drywall. If it's even a little bit heavy, you can use something called a toggle bolt or this cool little connector that's called a monkey hook. It's like a piece of wire that goes into the drywall then bends up behind the wall. And those things can handle up to 50 pounds. So I wouldn't get too worried about having to go over the top with some heavy duty shells and drilling through 
the walls, because aside from finding the studs, you also want to make sure you're not finding like your plumbing pipes with that drill and causing a leak, which would be a big mess. Yeah, Ellie, you really just need a light duty drill driver. That's going to help you with a ton of projects around this new house. And for shelving, make sure you pick something stylish. You can go for some that are more shallow, more of like a leaner ledge. If you just want to put some artwork or some pictures on it, you can go for ones that are more deep. Maybe you want to put cookbooks or, you know, some bathroom products on it, depending on where you're putting the shelf, but make sure that you properly anchor it for the weight that you plan to put on it. And it's always good to put more weight anchors than you might actually put on the shelf because it's better to be safe than sorry. Yeah, but if it's light duty, you don't have to go ahead and worry about connecting it to the studs. You'll be able to hang it right from the drywall with using the types of connectors that we talked about. Well, guys, with winter fast approaching, I know it's hard to believe, but yes, it's coming. Makes it a good time to make sure your concrete is protected, though, before the snow and ice arrives. I just did this project and I used the Quickrete Cure and Seal. It worked really well, and you can use it for new concrete, or you can use it for existing concrete. Yeah, and for new concrete, the Quickrete Cure and Seal promotes proper curing, which is going to help make that concrete actually stronger, and it's also going to increase its durability and reduce those shrinkage cracks. Yeah, and so if you already have the concrete surfaces, it will help repel water, it'll protect it and seal the surfaces from acids and grease, and the road salt that constantly is dripping off your car and a lot more. I like that it makes the surface easier to clean too. I find that I can sweep up like the garage floor a lot easier after it's been sealed. And it protects it from winter damage that's caused by the free and thaw cycles because if water gets in that concrete and freezes, it starts to crack and spall and then you got to patch it. So you can avoid all that by using the Quickcrete Cure and Seal. Head on over to quickcrete.com. That's Quickcrete. It's what America is made of. Steve, you've got the money pit. Let's talk flooring. What's going on? I have a 1975 um, RV that's got that green shag carpet, and I want to rip that out and put a hardwood floor in. And my question is, is that possible to put a laminate floor in an RV? Steve, you can definitely rip out that old, nasty 1975 shag carpet and get yourself a nice, clean uh, hardwood floor surface, but I wouldn't use hardwood for it. I would use engineered vinyl planks. These rigid planks look just like hardwood, but they wear so much better. And especially if this is an RV, it's going to be moving around, so you want something that's got a little flex to it. So I would just use that. I'd take out the old floor. You'll probably have a decent subfloor there if you have to make any repairs. Then go ahead and put the engineered planks on top of it. LL Flooring has a line called Core Lux. It is 100% waterproof, so you don't have to worry about spills. And it's really inexpensive, and it's totally a DIY project. So that would be my suggestion. John dropped us a line at moneypit.com, and he says, We've got a bungalow in Rhode Island. It was built in 1927. The sidewalls have blown in insulation from, like, 1970. We replaced the roof about nine years ago, and we would like to insulate. We're confused on what way to go, spray foam or the pink stuff. You know, John, when you say insulate the roof, do you mean the attic rafters like or the, floor? the attic floor? Right, because it's, it's important, and I know the difference. Now, if it's the rafters that you're insulating, then I think spray foam is absolutely the way to go. And here's why. Because if you use fiberglass, you're going to have to leave an air gap between the fiberglass and the underside of the roof sheathing. And by the time you get done doing all that, you're not really going to be able to get much insulation up there for whatever value it is. You will get more R, more resistance to heat loss per inch, if you use the spray foam insulation because you don't have to worry about it being vented. It basically is a different type of system. It doesn't require that ventilation. Now, if it's the floor, then I think the new pink next-gen insulation from Owens Corning is a good option. It's a totally new formulation, very easy to work with, and totally environmentally friendly. And whichever way you go, you will be feeling a lot more comfortable this winter as a result. 
All right, good tips there for John. Now we've got something from Lucy who writes, I want to paint our brick fireplace white. I know painting means it's going to be permanent, and that's fine with me. However, I saw that there are white brick stains, and I want to know if a white stain is better than paint. I haven't seen these, Leslie. Do they kind of look sort of like that white chalky look on type of the red brick? I mean, I've not seen anything that's specifically made for brick yet. It might be something new that I haven't used, you know, haven't had a chance to use, but... Um, I imagine it would probably give it more of that washed effect, which I would yeah. caution depending on the type of brick you have. Because some people have yeah. brick that's more mustardy yellow. Some brick is more true red. I think that really would look good on something that's more in that like red, burgundy, like the darker brick tones. If that's truly what it is, if it gives it that wash look. If not, you know, a solid coat of white paint really does make a brick wall look lovely. And, you know, you're right. It's going to be there for ages and ages. So make sure you love it. Pick a white tone that works for your space. There's so many different shades of white, Lucy. I swear you should just spend some time pouring over them because some feel more yellow. Some feel more gray. They all look white at first glance. But definitely take some time and choose one that's going to give you the right warmth that you're looking for for the space. And go with something that's easily cleanable as well. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You want to have something that's got a little bit of a sheen on this because you might get some smoke stains on there. Mm-hmm. And if it's totally flat, you're never, ever going to be able to clean it. And you're probably going to need multiple coats. And I would encourage you to do a primer coat before you do anything because that's going to soak into the brick and really seal it nicely. And then it will be a terrific surface with a lot of adhesion for that top coat. So prime it, then use a finished coat that's got a sheen, maybe like a semi-gloss, right? Yeah, definitely, because you're going to want to be able to wipe it down because it's just going to get dusty. You are going to get that smoke sort of stain on it as well from the fireplace, but it's going to look great. And then you can pick a really awesome mantle, maybe something natural wood. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show, and we are so psyched you guys are here with us today. We hope that we have given you some valuable tips and ideas to save time, save money, save aggravation, save perspiration when you're planning and taking on and getting those how-to projects done, whether to design, decor, repair, improvement. We love to talk shop with you. If you've got questions and weren't able to get through this hour, we apologize, but we are open literally 24-7 at 188money. But you can always leave your questions. We'll call you back the next time we are in the studio, or you can post them to moneypit.com. But for now, that's all the time we have. The show does continue online. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone.